0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The RR Show, the best show on the internet. Today we are coming at you with episode 164. Don't forget if you want to support us or get bonus episodes, you can always check out our Patreon. You can find details over at therrshow.com, links above below in the description, it'll be somewhere you'll find us, it'll be fine, it'll be great. Anyway, here is episode 164. We're jumping into our slash entitled parents with our first story from Top Gorilla 17. Let's them eat cake. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Little Wing
1: is now streaming on Paramount Plus.
0: I'm in a period of emotional people. I have
1: all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going?
0: I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia.
1: Let's do it. Goes a long way. Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little way rated PG-13. May be
0: inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont+. Long ago, way back in the before time, I worked for one of those bulk warehouse club stores. My trade was a simple one. I was a wrangler of the silver buffalo and dutifully retrieve the old ghetto strollers I did. The job in and of itself wasn't the worst I've ever had. I got plenty of exercise, got to be outside, and generally didn't have to interact with members. Calling them customers was taboo for the most part. For the most part. The thing about this job is that the company I worked for had a reputation for being cheap. Thusly, and more often than not, I was on my own out in the parking lot. Big whoop, you might say. You gathered carts, you should see how hard my job is, you say. Yeah, well, shut up. This is my story, Butt Munch. I digress. The reason that being alone sucked is that this door didn't have just one kind of cart. Hell, they didn't even just have two kinds of carts. They had your classic garden-variety cart, the kiddie cart with the plastic facade that made it resemble a car, the electric scooters which weren't supposed to leave the store, but did so with alarming frequency, and finally the bulky, hard-to-control flatbeds. On top of that, whenever someone needed help loading their haul into their minivans, I was the guy they called. You know, because the greeters, cashiers, and managers were all busy. As you might expect, one man cannot be in multiple places at once and as a result, on some of our busier days, it became incredibly difficult to keep enough carts in the vestibule. Our story begins on one of these days. So there I was, chugging along like a good worker drone, struggling to keep up with the sheer volume of people coming in to buy cheap bulk goods. Sure enough, I get a call on the radio. Top Gorilla 17, we need you to help some members load their purchases. Ah, uh, I'd love to, but I'm barely able to keep up out here as it is. Uh, just do it, Top Gorilla 17. You can afford to stop gathering carts for two minutes. I didn't want to push my luck, so I complied. After spending 20 minutes loading people's purchases because when one person needs it suddenly they all need it, I came back to find my vegetable a near ghost town save for a single line of cards that was half gone and the Karen. I won't waste time describing this specimen. She was the prototype, you know what she looked like. There she stood, menacing. Tapping her foot with such speed that could make any metal drummer green with envy. You could collect the contempt in her gaze in a jar. Where are the big ones? I blanked for a moment. Uh, I'm sorry? Ugh, Mexicans! For the record, I am very white. Where are the flat ones? Oh, you mean the flatbeds? Yeah, sorry about that. I was just helping some other members load their merchandise and haven't had a chance- OH MY GOD! I don't care about your excuses, you have one job and a trained monkey could do it! I just want this lady out of my face so I, I don't fight it. Sorry ma'am, I'll grab one from the parking lot for you. Oh, you'd better. So we go back out to the lot and find a whole line of flatbeds sticking out of a corral blocking several parking spaces. I push them all into the vestibule where she waits huffing about how I'm wasting her valuable time. I separate one from the rest and bring it to her. Terribly sorry about the wait, ma'am. She leers at me with utter malice. (laughs) Unbelievable. And with that, she dismisses herself into the store where she will be someone else's problem. I shake my head and return to doing what I was paid to do. About 15 minutes later, I'm returning the line of cards when I see her pushing her flatbed to her Miata and joring about stupid people, most certainly referring to me on her cell phone. You know what she'd bought? What she had insisted on having a fucking flatbed for? A cake. This wasn't even like a big cake, it was one of those little circular numbers. Anyways. I witness as she continues to yammer about how I nearly ruined, ruined, I tell you, her precious baby's birthday party when the most glorious thing happened. Still clutching her phone with those Jalali scoop claws of hers, she attempted to pick up the cake with one hand and the plastic topper pops off and she spills the cake all over her undoubtedly expensive designer outfit. Seething with white-hot rage, she locks eyes with me. You! Get me another cake now! Terribly sorry, madam I've got one job, and these carts won't gather themselves. I walked away, shit-eating grin plastered across my face as her shrieks faded into the distance behind me. I've had my share of nasty customer interactions before, but this one really took the cake. Well, 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 okay, a couple of little bits about this one. One, that's not exactly how the story ended. It's a visual gag and I can't do it, so I will put it on the website, therrshow.com, check the community tab, and I will make sure it's there, along with also a picture of the cake, and also Top Gorilla 17 has a book, so there is a link there to that as well if you want to check that out. Our next story is from he Kate Nocturne. So a bit of backstory, I am a 28-year-old woman who just recently went fully blind. When I was a teenager, I volunteered with my local youth group to help rebuild Mississippi after Hurricane Katrina, and while down there, I picked up a fungal parasite called histoplasmosis that over a decade migrated to my eyes and slowly caused blindness. I have been totally blind for about a year now, so I'm pretty new to it, but I digress. When I first went blind, I barely left the house and was afraid to go out into public. I felt like everyone was staring at me and in all honestly I barely knew what I was doing. The transition had been difficult and I didn't have any support group to teach me. One day my husband asked if I can take an Uber down to the bank and deposit a rent check, and I reluctantly agree. While out, he messages me again and reminds me that we're out of a few crucial groceries. There was a Walmart grocery literally across the street from the bank, so I figure everything in life is an experience, and I'll have to learn how to shop alone eventually, so, eh, why not? Everything was fine at first, and I was only grabbing a few things, so I didn't need a cart. I was using a cane and what little echolocation skills I had at the time to get around, but I was still bumping into things, as we blind tend to do sometimes. My cane suddenly hit something a bit softer, and I figured maybe I'd whacked someone's leg and apologised. Cue entitled Kid and entitled Mother. Shoot, I'm so sorry. Hey, and you just hit my son! I'm so sorry, ma'am, I didn't see him there. How could you not see him? He's clearly right like there! Now, I'm fully blind, but I don't wear sunglasses. Mostly because I can't afford a good UV blocking pair, but also I'm not ever looking for pity or to play the part of a generic blind person. I just want to be treated like a normal person. But I do understand her confusion as blindness is a spectrum. So I try to calmly explain, ma'am, I'm blind. I can't see anything, let alone your son. That's why I have to use a cane, so that I can get around without If you're blind, why aren't you wearing the big sunglasses? Now, as a blind person, I get a lot of stupid questions, but I understand a lot of them are just people who don't know better, so I try to happily answer as many as I can. Well, they're really expensive, and I don't really need them inside. You're not blind. You're faking it. Here is where my blood starts to boil. I can't think of any reason someone would want to pretend to be blind. It's actual hell. And nothing pisses me off more than when someone calls me a liar when I'm not. Just as I'm about to respond, I feel a tug and before I blink I realize this little demon spawn has snatched my $100 cane from my hand. For those of you who don't understand, that's like if you're shopping and suddenly the power goes out and you can't see a single light. Without my cane I can barely move at all without crashing into anything. My voice gets shaky as I begin to panic. Please, give that back. I I really do need it. No, you're a liar. My son deserves to play with this more than you. I hear her shuffle away and my expensive cane cracking into metal displays and such as they leave. I I start crying and waving my arms in front of me, trying to grab onto something, anything, and end up crashing and falling into the center aisle display, making a loud scene. Without fail, I somewhat curl into a ball and cry. I'm alone, in public, in the dark, and I have no idea what to do. Suddenly, I feel a hand on my shoulder and a man's voice, we'll call him AG for awesome guy, asks if I'm okay and to stay right there. I do, but begin to at least sit up and listen. This man must have been tall and built like a tank because his footsteps sounded like a giant and I felt a suction of wind when he took off. Maybe about 30 or 40 feet away, I hear this loud bellowing like an angry lion and a loud crash. Then before I know it, the man is back and helping me to my feet. He takes my hand and puts my cane into my palm and helps me pick up the items I dropped when I fell into the display. Thank you so much. I didn't know how to handle that. Don't worry about it. Some people are just monsters. This guy restored my faith in humanity and even helped me finish shopping and helped out around the store. As we're leaving, I can hear the familiar screeching of EM, something about AG grabbing the cane and pulling hard, flinging her little devil child into a shopping cart. I don't know if she was exaggerating or not, but it would explain the crash I heard. It's easy to feel alone in a world without sight, but even through the sheer terror of being stripped of my cane, at least I know that there are people willing to stand up for me when I need it. You should use a cane to beat the mother and the child. I'm not a fan of corporal discipline, but goddamn, sometimes I wonder if I'm wrong. Our next story is from Chulzai. My ex's mother is mad at me for breaking up with her angel boy. So basically, I'm 15 female, and my ex, 15 male, broke up a little over a month ago. In a couple of weeks, my friends were comforting me. For some background, he was manipulative and forced me to do things I didn't want to do, like sending photos, etc. It took me over two months to finally break up with him. Like I said before, the first couple of weeks after the breakup, I was just being comforted. Then after that, his mother was sending me harassing messages and voicemails. It was just mild at first. I never answered their calls because I was scared of his mother. Her son was one of those boys who always acted different in front of certain people, and I was stupid enough to not see that this was a very red flag. Anyway, his mother obviously thinks he's an angel sent from heaven who can do no wrong. So when I told her about what he did to me, she lost her head. She started spam calling and spam texting me. I, as a teenager, was very afraid, so I shut my phone off and decided to just leave it for a bit and hope things would die down. The next morning when I checked my phone, I shit you not, I had a hundred text messages and thirty-five missed calls. I checked through all of them. The texts were, of course, typical, how dare you, my child is an angel, he would never do that to anyone, cursing me out and all that stuff, but the voicemails were more vulgar. She said she was going to find where I live and hurt me, and in one of the voicemails, I will never forget what she said. You young lady are a very spoiled brat. You're just sad that you can't get my son so you're making up all of these lies and fibs so that you can gain some sort of dominance. You will never, and I mean never, have any man in your life ever again because of this. I hope that you end up lonely and miserable because that is all you ever will be. And then it ended with some rustling and muffled yelling before it beeped but at that point i was having a panic attack and couldn't breathe that was a couple of days ago of course he hasn't and won't tell his mother the truth so he can keep his angelic image but lately he's been texting me and saying that i should drop all of this because his mother won't stop yelling at him to call or text me My friends tell me that I shouldn't because I'm not in the wrong, but I think I am. So am I the asshole? Update This morning I told my parents about what happened and asked them if they could give her a call to talk to her. They haven't told me anything yet because they're both at work, but I haven't gotten any messages or calls from my ex. Neither my parents or me want to get police involved in case it goes too far and we might end up going to court. We don't have much money to spare for a lawyer so we try to solve most things by ourselves. My dad is an ex-police officer so he knows and understands how wrong all of this is. I am however grounded for a bit seeing as I had a boyfriend. I was going to tell them but then we broke up so I didn't really see the point. Update update. So, it's been a bit since this post. My ex's mother continues to talk to me through multiple numbers. She only texted, never called. The first time it happened i blocked the number knowing it was her after a few more times i had to hand my phone to my dad whenever school was on so he could deal with it his idea not mine i was sad not having my phone at school and when i got home i'd have it back but hand it over to him if it was an unfamiliar number eventually it stopped and there was nothing for a bit one day i got a text it was my ex basically he said he was sorry for everything that he did and would leave me alone He also said that his mother will stop texting me as he understood how damaging it is for me. Although I haven't been getting any texts from them, I often check my phone to make sure that the numbers I have saved are people that I'm close with and meet with often. I now understand why parents tried to stop us from dating, and I can now see why taking your time with things is better than rushing it. If I'm going to update this post again, expect it to be in a few years' time. Hopefully, I'll be in a happy, healthy relationship and none of this will ever repeat itself again. Very weird, very creepy, that whole story just makes me ick. That is all I have got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget if you want to check out any of the stuff mentioned here, it will be on therrshow.com. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers,